When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. I should have been calling you Debbie for most of this podcast because you've been negative. I should have called you Debbie Downer, negative Nancy. I don't know which one you prefer. Um, but... I want to ask you, because a couple of times throughout this podcast, we've started to walk down a road of, hey, this matchup, it kind of stacks up well for the Dolphins. And then we back up. We say, well, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. Then we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. So maybe we should. I want to ask you this. Should we be confident that the Miami Dolphins can win on Sunday? Well, I do have written down the last time they played, and I think that's kind of why we should feel a bit confident, right? I mean, the last time they played, Mahomes um, threw three interceptions. Two went 28 to 48 for 316 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and a 33 to 27 battle. This was in 2020 when he was a rookie, man. We had DeAndre Washington lead the team in rushing. <laughs> Kelsey had eight receptions. Lim Bowden led the Dolphins with seven receptions for 80-some yards. And then Great. he was throwing to Lim Bowden, Matt Collins, Mike Isicki, Jacreem Grant, Adam Shaheen, Durham Smythe, DeAndre Washington, Malcolm Perry, Patrick Laird, Devontae Parker, and Antonio Callaway. So when you think that Tua, and to an extent, went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes as a rookie in that game, I think that's what's given me some life in this, to think that the Dolphins, you know, made Mahomes' life a living hell. Yes, it was a completely different defense, but let's be honest, I think this defense is better than what we saw back then. So um, now I'm starting to get some life into me, man, thinking about this, thinking about him throwing three picks, barely beating us to his rookie year, had that 15, what was it, 20-yard sack Jerome Baker had. So I think that's why we should have some confidence in this because we aren't the same old Dolphins. This is the best offense in football. This defense is starting to come together. We're starting to get guys back. That's why we should be confident, and I don't know that I believe any of what I just said. Dude, I spent more than one podcast hyping up Antonio Callaway about, he was on the Browns, he'll be fine, he's going to be a good wide receiver, and now they have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. It's just, to me, it's just so funny to look big picture. Like, I was so excited for Brian Hartline to get a 1,000 receiving yards, and there was that great game against Arizona where he didn't have any touchdowns. I think he had 260 yards and no, or just one touchdown, and it was just a very weird game. And now you got Tyree Kill who's getting a 1,000 yards in eight games. To me, I think there's the matchup of, 
Kansas City's receivers, who have done absolutely nothing to help Patrick Mahomes. You went and you traded for Kadarius Toney last year, and that's kind of been a dud. You expected him to be your number one. Sky Moore doesn't know how to catch a football. I'm not trying to be too harsh, but he's had some you know drop issues recently. Can Miami's secondary just bully this entire Kansas City offense is what I'm going to be interested to see. Can Patrick Mahomes do enough where uh, what was the complaint that uh, Giselle had about Tom Brady? He can't catch and throw the football. We're going to find out on Sunday if Patrick Mahomes can catch and throw the football. And then we're going to have Cat on the show tomorrow. He had a tweet where, Josh, I think there are four different members of the Miami Dolphins who are on pace for eight sacks or more. This entire unit is going to be a problem the rest of the year i've been trying to send out the warning signs i think this vic Fangio defense man is about to be an absolute monster and if you have sleepies in your eyes man it's gonna be a pick six it's gonna be over for you well we're probably all gonna have sleepies watching this one aren't we um i, I did think it was uh cool or interesting to hear vic fangio say how difficult it is to stop patrick mahomes because he said you got to stop the play they call yep. in the huddle and then when the play breaks down you gotta you know try to de- try to stop him from breaking down and making extending the play. So um, I think Vic Fangio is going to have a, a way to stop this. And I do think you're right, Jake. When you look at that Miami Dolphins secondary, assuming Howard's back, Holland's back, Ramsey, Cater Kohu in the slot. I mean, you're looking at the Kansas State Chiefs skill players. And I did forget about Kadarius Tony. That's my bad. But um, I feel like the Dolphins could absolutely shut them down. Again, the only X factor would be that great quarterback they have. But you think about that secondary going toe-to-toe and locking up those receivers, then that lets that pass rush just sit back and feast, like you mentioned. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips is starting to come on. Christian Wilkins is on pace to you know get all that money for these sacks. So I, I, I'm – I'm starting to lean now. I was uh, the Debbie Downer. My mom's name's Debbie, so you can call me Debbie. I was Debbie Houts uh, for the first half of this podcast, and now I'm starting to, you know, get excited and start to think, you know what, Jake, we are going to win this damn game. It just seems like this is a matchup that works so well in the Dolphins' favor, and then you go to the other side of the football, right? The Chiefs are allowing 4.5 yards per carry, and and this Dolphins' offense, the way they run the football with this outside zone scheme, it's not like it's Javante Williams' you know, pounding the rock. It's not like you're facing the Chicago Bears when you're winning 41 to 10. This is going to be a tough test for that defense. And obviously, man, everyone's eyes are going to be on Chris Jones. And that's a big reason I think you're going to see someone like Connor Williams play just so he can be out there to be that stabilizing force in the middle of the offense. I do think that is going to be so important. And I do think if you look back to Mike McDaniel's quotes in re- recent weeks, the concern about, you know, Connor Williams reaggravating things and then Connor Williams uh, being mad, he's not playing. And then Mike McDaniel coming out and saying, you know, he, he gets it. He's cool with it. He was stressed at the time, but it understand it and makes sense. That's stacking up to me. Like this offensive line is going to have four of the five um, opening day starters ready to go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we, I can't overlook their... Uh... I guess he's second-year cornerback, Trent McDuffie. He's ranked ninth, according to Pro Football Focus. Again, take that with a grain of salt. I just like to throw that out there. You can play on the inside, outsides, play 240 snaps in the slot, 131 on the outside. I do think he's there, you know, the more shut-down corner of the two, and I wonder if they're going to have him matching up against Tyreek Hill because I don't know if you saw it, Jake, but they asked – well, I know you saw it. I'm sure you did. Andy Reid, you know – 
his thoughts about Tyreek Hill. How do you stop him? And he's like, yeah, he's pretty good or something like that. He's kind of downplaying <laughs> the whole thing uh, in typical Andy Reid fashion. So I think the way that that secondary matches up, I mean, I know they got Justin Reed lingering back there and some other playmakers. Legarius Sneed. Yeah, Legarius Sneed solid. I, but I think Jalen Waddle, man, Tyreek Hill, I feel like they can, you know, have a pretty good game against them. I guess you should look at that middle of that defense. Leo Chanel, a guy that a lot of Dolphin fans wanted in the draft. And um, I'm probably going to butcher that. No, no, Drew Dranquil. I got that. I got that name. Um, he's it. leading the team in, in tackles and, and sacks, I believe. So um, they do some playmakers in the middle of that field. And we do know that that's kind of, you mentioned Tyree Kill against the New England Patriots. They kind of play that three safety look and kind of take away the, the middle of the field and kind of wait on those inbreakers. So we'll see the way this all pans out. But I, I think the Dolphins matchup wise, is it safe? Can we say that they might be the better team on paper? Can we can we say that? I mean, I'm. I think I'm, so, dude. I, I think, think if that's you that's crazy. That is crazy when we're sitting there naming off Lim Bowden and Mac Collins and Malcolm Perry. I'm, I'm no disrespect to those guys, but you know what I'm saying, man. This times have changed. I think the rushing attack can really dictate this game too. Uh, I think Raheem Mostert's going to have another big game. I think the Patriots game was just a very good cleansing for the Dolphins after uh, you know falling to the Eagles. The score was exactly the same. Uh, yeah, man. And, and two, the, the Chiefs have some issues in, in the middle of the defense, too. You have Nick Bolton, who was placed on IR last week. I think Willie Gay is, is listed as questionable for the game. So those are just two other linebackers in the middle of the field that could, you know, not be a factor. Uh, to stick with the Dolphins offense, do you think that Mike McDaniel is going to try to force feed Tyreek the ball? Because even on his podcast, he Tyreek even came out and said he thinks Mike's going to kind of try to get him the ball quite a bit. I mean, you hope you don't want him to do that, but I think he will, right? I mean, I think feel like the way Mike McDaniel is, the way he loves his players, the way he knows how much this game means to him, the way he realizes if you want to win this game, you got to get Tyree kill the ball, right? You got to find ways to get Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. So I think he will force feed. Maybe we even see him in the backfield, you know, getting some carries here and there. I I did look it up during that last game they had. He did have a carry for the Chiefs, so um, we'll see the way that plays out. And I'm looking here, and we didn't even mention Chris Jones, and maybe we were just trying to overlook him and not even talk about the boogeyman in the in the closet but dude i'm just thinking about chris jones going against you know eichenberg could be at center and then at right guard it could be rob jones who i love but to think of chris jones that that's a little scary man you're gonna have to do some motions get some durham Smythe uh running up in the backfield to come block him and different things like that overall man like like that's why i wanted to kind of end this here with this kind of like confidence boost because strangely enough and i'm starting to hear this from like you know betters and things like that too we've actually seen a swing i think the Chiefs started as five and a half point favorites that sounded one and a half and you know you, you think about game script and how things are going to go man I, I do see a scenario where the dolphins can kind of pull away in this game just because kansas city does not have those playmakers now don't get me wrong if they had you know, Tyree kill if they had 80% of a Tyree kill, just that game changer, uh, you know, spread the field out type player when Patrick Mahomes can, you know, finagle an extra somehow 10 seconds in the pocket, it seems, and then find that guy down the field. The chiefs don't have that, that, that super, you know, powerful, let's go get 40 yards with, with one type of catch type of player. Yeah, I mean, maybe they thought they were getting that when they traded for Kadarius Tony, right? But like you mentioned earlier, I thought they were. I thought yeah. that was an awesome. We were trade all kind of stoked for that. We were all trying to pick him up on waivers or trade for him or do whatever. So, um, yeah, I th I think you're right, man. I think when you look at the Dolphins' offense, just all those playmakers, for as good as that defense has been for the Chiefs, I just feel like the Dolphins have the slight edge. But I'll be the first one to admit I've only watched a few Chiefs games this year, and again, I always go back to it, man. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be the goat when it's all said and done.